bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Welcome to Common Sense on Social Justice. I am your host, Michael Davis, and I am so glad you joined us today. If you want to join the discussion or have any questions or comments, feel free to email me. The email address is sjcommonsense at gmail.com. Now today, this is a part two episode on racism, common sense on racism. And I want to further the discussion that we had last time on racism. And just to review, to give thoughts, we came to the knowledge that racism and the efforts often to eliminate racism are based on attachments to the body. In other words, we actually think or perceive that there are colors of humans. We believe there are different races of people when in reality, because the person is a spirit who is temporarily inhabiting this body, then really there's only one race, that being the human race. And so we have to get out of the habit of seeing people according to the colors of their body and start seeing them as the eternal spirits that God has created them to be, the the part of them that will live on after their body dies. I want to tell the stories we begin today of Ramana Maharshi. Now, if you don't know who he is, he is considered a Hindu saint who lived in India. He died in the 1950s. And it's an interesting story about Ramana Maharshi. Uh, I read his writings often are not really his writings he didn't really write much but he had a lot of people that came and asked him his questions and there was a man named david godman who has collected the answers that ramana maharshi gave people i'll just refer to him as maharshi and um and has put him in collections and uh it's just interesting but maharshi when he was a boy in india his father died And when he saw his father's body in the casket at the funeral, he asked his mom, he's like, where's dad? Or he thought his dad was there. And his mom explained that his dad wasn't there. And then he says, but I see his body. He's like, well, your dad is in a different place. So that caused Maharshi to question if the body dies, then what happens to me? And then... Uh, Later on, when he was a teenager, he had this sort of awakening, those moments of awakening we can have as humans where things come to light for us. And this overwhelming fear of death came over Maharshi, and it caused him to question and ask, who is it that dies? And Maharshi moved down into southern India to an ashram and spent the rest of his life in meditation. He spent quite a long time in total silence, but then he became known and people would travel from all over the world to, to see him. But he lived his life in meditation. And like the desert fathers in the Catholic church, oftentimes when people visit him, he would just remain in silence and not vocally speak to the people. Now, uh, Maharshi, uh, 
as he began his life of meditation, he would ask himself the question, who is it? Now, fill in the blanks. As people would come to visit him, they would say, well, Maharshi, I have a problem with this thing or that thing. And he would ask them, who is it that has the problem? Or who is it that has fear? And those are because he, it's because he had asked himself those same questions early on as a young man who then was going into his 20s. He said, who is it that dies? And he realized it's the body that dies, not me. I don't die. And then he developed the concept that we are an I, capital I, created in God's image, who is the I am. So he says, there's this part of me that experiences thoughts, that experiences emotions, that experiences uh, pain and experiences suffering, experiences joy and all these things. But he says, those things that are experienced are not me. I am who I am in God's image as a human being. And so he began developing this concept, but then he realized, I'm not the body. What you see is not who I am, because who I am lives on after the body dies. Therefore, my spirit lives on eternally, and that's who I am. And that's very important to our discussion on racism, because the eternal part of us as human beings is not the body. Get a hold of that concept. That is not who we are. So when I see somebody who has black skin, I cannot say there's a black person because that's not who they are. And you cannot look at me, even though I'm of European descent, you cannot look at me and say, I am white because that's not who I am. I'm not what you see. There's a spirit that I am that lives on after this body dies. And once I die, I will no longer be considered white, right? That's just a temporary image that you see of me. So, and by the way, I personally am Catholic, and to those who are Catholic and those who are not, or, or, uh, or who do not practice that faith, one of the things that Catholics teach is that the body is sacred. So I can hear people listening who are practicing Catholic to say, yeah, we're not the body. Okay, we shouldn't be attached to the body, but the body is sacred, granted. You're right, God created the body. However, even when it comes to racism, if the body is sacred, then it's sacred for everyone. In other words, if there's no separation between us as humans, and I'll get to more of that in a moment, but if there is no separation between us as humans, because we come from the same source, we all come from God, then that means if I'm my body is sacred, then that means yours is sacred. That means everybody's is equally sacred. So again, even getting a hold of that concept should cause an end to racism in your mind, if that's something you struggle with. So I hope you're getting the concept. I hope you're getting the idea that to really solve racism in our world, it's not about getting people to accept people with different skin color. It's getting us to realize that the body is a temporary thing and who that person really is, 
is something that's eternal beyond what we can perceive with our eyes. Now, one of the things that Maharshi brought out in his journey of realizing I'm not the body because the body dies, but I live on beyond the body, then one of the things he brought out is that that because of that, then that means we are all spirits who come from the same source, that is, from God. Maharshi says because we all come from the same source, God, then that means then there is no separation, that all separations are perceived. If I perceive I'm separate from somebody else, then that's uh, just my bad perception. Now, one of the problems that we have in our world and that we struggle with as humans is that we think there's separation because we're attached to the body. So, for example, if you take a friend of mine and I say, My friend lives at such and such a place. However, I live over here. What the truth of the reality is, is that my friend's body tends to be located at that place, especially when he's sleeping. But I, my body tends to be over at this location more often. But the reality is my spirit can live on wherever because my spirit is not doesn't have form and boundary to it it just is and so i have to recognize that in order to overcome racism is that when you get down to the spirit of people that part of us that lives beyond this temporary body then there's no separation because i'm coming from the same substance as that person I'm coming from God. Just like if you look at the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we would see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. However, we cannot say that they're separate. We can say that, you know, there's an experience. I'm trying... To, to do the to make this a very an infinite God into a simple concept, which is dangerous ground when you do that. But what I'm saying is because they are God, they are divine, then there really is a unity and no separation from them. In the Catholic Creed that we say at masses, we say we talk about Christ, Coming from the Father, we say God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made of the same substance as the Father. In other words, between the Son and Father, there is no separation. Even though you perceive there's the Father and there's the Son, there's no separation. Same with us as humans. Because we come from God, we're from the, we're from the same substance. Therefore, there's no separation. The only separation there is is separations of temporary bodies. Like my body might be different from your body, but who I am as a human being is no different than who you are as a human being. We may exhibit exhibit different personality traits and different skills, but what I mean is that our existence comes from the same creator. Therefore, racism is an affront to that concept 
to that truth. Racism, the problem with racism isn't that we're rejecting people of different skin colors. The real problem with racism is that we're rejecting the very idea that we are created by God. It's an affront to God as creator, because if we truly understand God as creator and that we come from God and are returning to God, then that should put an end to racism right there, because racism is a grave affront to that truth. St. Paul is a Catholic, recognized Catholic saint. He was one of the early Christians who spread the news about Jesus Christ throughout the Roman Empire. Uh, in his day, St. Paul lived in the first century um, A.D., and he, uh, um, St. Paul wrote letters that some of his letters have become part of the Christian scriptures, part of the New Testament of the Bible, and in his letter to the church in the city of Galatia, the Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, St. Paul is speaking about the church and what the church is. St. Paul really, if you look in his letters, St. Paul envisioned that the church is the, the fulfillment of God's creative purposes in the universe. And so as part of that, St. Paul says there is neither Jew nor Greek. He's talking about in the church, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that again because this is heavy stuff that Paul's bringing to us. He says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Wow. Paul said enough identifying with the body. To be a Jew or a Greek is to identify with the body. To be male or female is to identify with the body, to be slave or free. Again, no, he says what we are in Christ is one we're of the same substance. There's no separation between us. We are in unity as God's creation. So if you struggle with judgmental thoughts towards others because of the color of their body or the culture they come from, then the solution is to look beyond the body and see the eternal spirit of the person that comes from the same source that you do, our creator. And if you want to see an end to racism, then you need to join the correct narrative. If you want to see an end to racism, then you need to join the correct narrative. And here's the correct narrative, is that we are not the body. We are spirits inhabiting a body. The body dies, but the spirit lives on. And we must all realize that we are all one and that there is no separation of persons because we all come from God. Now, let me give you an example. Let's take a bag of potato chips. We're going to take this bag of potato chips, we're going to open the bag, and we're going to just put lay the potato chips all out in a single layer on the table. Now we can see all of the potato chips that was in the bag. Now, some of the things we're going to do is observe. We're going to observe with our eyes the potato chips. We're going to notice that some of them have a, are black because maybe they were cooked too long. 
some of them are light in color. Some of them are kind of a golden color. We're going to notice that some of them are large. Some of them are small, medium. Some of them are curled. Some of them are straight. Some of them are various shapes. But we're going to observe that they're different and therefore come to the conclusion that they're separate. Is that true? No. What we're observing, our perception is not right. What the truth of the reality is, they all came from the same source. In the end, no matter if you formed them into a potato chip, the reality is you're looking at a potato. You just took the potato and formed something different. Or maybe it's gold. You can make bracelets with gold. You can make earrings with gold. You can make necklaces with gold. Whatever. You can cause it to look into different forms, but the fact is it doesn't change what it is. It's gold. And it's the same with potato chips. You can change the form of the potato, but it's still a potato. And those potato chips laying on the table, no matter their shape, sizes, what they look, they're not separate from each other, the chips, because in the end, you're looking at a potato that has been cut up and made into different chips. And it's the same with human beings. What we are as human beings, no matter how we perceive people, it doesn't change or make who they are. So, for example, with the potato chips, if I look at them and perceive them, to be something other than a potato it does my perception doesn't make them that thing uh, in the last episode i used example of cars i can see it. somebody's got blue paint on their car and my perception is they have a blue car but does my perception make it a blue car no because as we learn the pistons aren't blue the engine's not blue the cooling system's not blue the transmission's not is not blue the tires aren't blue therefore the car isn't really blue the paint on the car is blue but that's about it so my perception that is a blue car does not make it a blue car it just means my perception is wrong and I need to change my perception and my belief about the thing. And that's the same with racism. Racism, the answer to racism is not to get people to accept each other, even though they're different skin color. They have different colors of skin. No, the way to end racism is for the heart and the mind to change and for people to see that uh that person I'm looking at is not that body that I see, but rather there's an eternality to that person that exists invisibly that my eyes can't see beyond this body. And when we get that perspective, then we've got the right perspective and we'll see an end to racism. One day I was uh, working down in the state capital of Oregon, Salem, and I was laying out some sod, putting in a new yard for some people. And uh, down the street, and it was in a new subdivision, and down the street they were building a new subdivision next to this one. I could see all the workers building the, the initial shells of the houses, putting up the frames of the houses. And I just had one of those moments, those awakening moments, and I just looked 
And I could see the souls of the people. I don't mean physically see, but I could spiritually see the souls of each of those workers building those houses. And then it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. Those people that are building these houses, they have body, they're spirits who have bodies that they're using as tools to accomplish tasks. And think about this. We, our bodies are just merely tools that our bo- spirits are using to accomplish tasks in this life. But when I saw them, I realized these are spirits, human beings who are spirits building the houses, but they're using these bodies as tools to accomplish the task of building the houses in this life. And then it hit me, I'm not separate from those construction workers. I'm no different from them. By the way, most of them were from the Hispanic culture. I realize, you know, even though I'm from the European culture, I'm no different from them. They're humans who came from the Creator, and I'm a human that came from the Creator. Therefore, we came from the same substance. And by the way, a love for them overflowed in my heart that day. As I realized that these people are eternal and unchanging, even though I saw a body that's going to grow old and a body that's going to die, that person is not going to grow old or die. So people may ask me, how old are you? And I say, I am this age. Am I really that age? No, my body is, but I am not. And so if we want to see an end to racism and see a real common sense solution to racism, there you have it. And I want to know what your thoughts are. Give me your thoughts. Give me your feedback, your questions, even your concerns. You can email me, Michael Davis. The email address again is sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sj common sense at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this has been a help and a blessing to you as you seek to create a world of justice. And thank you for joining us. And may you have a great day as you seek to create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com.